Hello, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. This is Kenya, and today I'm going to tell you a scary story. But it also is a planting story, so you want to take out your big book of stuff and the pen and curl up somewhere where you have time to listen to a scary story from the garden. Do you like hot things? Do you like spicy, pungent tastes? Does the thought of planting a rhizome make you excited yet frightened? Does the prospect of something being planted only once and never leaving fill you with thrills and chills? Are you afraid of spice? If the answer to any of those questions was yes, then this is one of the episodes for you. We are going to talk about a plant that I have been revisiting lately, and I watched a whole lot of videos today about it, and it's been in my pantry for a minute, but I've never actually worked up the courage to plant it. So today we're going to talk about the scary spice, the scary rhizome horseradish. Let's begin. Horseradish. You've heard of it. You've seen it in the condiment aisle. You see it periodically in the organic food section. Is that really dirty root that people are afraid to touch and if they know better they either stay far away from it or they try to grab all of it believe it or not it's in the same family as cabbage it's in the Nebraska family it's native to Asia though but we brought it here because we bring everything here because We stick everything in our mouths and and we don't know any better. And that's what we do. We're a young country, so of course we stick everything in our mouth and we want to bring it home and make friends with it and make it our pet and love it forever and ever and ever. And we don't seem to care that we bring things home that just spread everywhere and once you have them, you can't get rid of them. So welcome to America and welcome to the land of the transplanted horseradish because once you plant horseradish, you have horseradish. It's kind of like planting red savory. Once you plant savory, you have savory forever and ever. Amen. So mote it be, I say, all that good stuff. And that's what happens when you plant this. But unlike when you plant uh, the brassicas like the mustards or the the cabbages that seed heavily and therefore you have all that because of that this spreads by rhizome so you will never get them all out of the ground unless you plant them the right way so how do you plant it the right way let's talk about it So if you don't want to have a horseradish farm and have horseradish popping up all over the place, one way to do this from what I've been researching is that 
you need to get yourself a 55 gallon drum and sink it into the ground fill it with dirt and plant your rhizome there that way it won't spread everywhere and you have a good chance of containing it I said chance because you know like I know that just because it's a 55 gallon plastic drum doesn't mean it couldn't crack it, it could crack under pressures and stressors if the ground gets exceedingly dry or exceedingly wet year after year if you're in an extreme you know situation of, of weather and geographical geography is it geographical geothermal stress uh, anything could happen to that container or that barrel and you might not even know there's micro cracks or fractures in that barrel so I'm not gonna say it's foolproof but that's one way to try to contain it because again it spreads by rhizome so unless it becomes super strong and burst through the side uh, you should be okay just understand there's no guarantees in anything because as they say in that one movie that I've only seen once nature finds a way so proceed at your own risk Now there's videos and there's textbooks and there's articles all over the place to tell you how to make horseradish sauce. And you can make it super creamy, you can make it chunky. It really comes down to your texture issues, but it's better if you grate it really finely so that you have a better chance of making it something at least comparable to the one that's commercially prepared. You're going to need vinegar and you're going to need salt and you can find these recipes everywhere. So this is not going to be the how do I make horseradish podcast but I will tell you something you may not know and that is there is a variation in making a horseradish sauce that's a little bit less pungent a little less spicy and has a little bit more nutrient uh, dense uh, payload for you it actually will give you another flavor note to this sauce and that is by adding radish oh sorry not radish turnips you could add radish you could add turnips but in this particular case I'm talking about turnips by mixing in the turnip you have a very unique flavor and it's supposed to go really well with pork and really well with beef beef I don't know about chicken I'm not gonna lie to you and say I know I don't think that would work very well um, you are welcome to proceed at your own risk make sure you tell me how it turns out by posting it in the Shire on Facebook do not send me any I don't want any I do not want it if you're putting it with chicken tell you what good luck with that you keep all that goodness for you and let me know how that works out for you let's go to the next segment So I can't leave you in suspense. I I know that was I know that was bad. You're groaning. I can see you groaning. I can hear you groaning. Okay, I can't leave you in suspense. I said it twice. I know. You can eat the eat the leaves. You can. It's better to eat them when they're young. And you can put them on sandwiches. And you can put them in salads. However, a word to the wise some people cannot take spice there is this entire like underground network of people who just can't eat 
anything pungent or spicy. So before you put those leaves on a sandwich and serve it up at the garden club or bring it to the potluck, you might want to be careful because you don't want to see, you know, Aunt Cleotra sitting down and Aunt Pearl and Aunt Gwen fanning her because she fell out because you gave her a horse radish sandwich at the tea because then next thing you know you'll be the subject of the next tea and you might not be invited so please don't do that let people know before you start putting super spicy things in but if you do like unusual salads we may feature horseradish leaves on our next salad recipe edition so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that but yeah you can definitely eat these in a sandwich and you probably and I'm not going to guarantee it but I bet you you could probably uh, make a really good dish with hoisin sauce and horseradish and make meat wraps you know how you make the um, the lettuce wraps well you could probably make a horseradish wrap with ground beef and hoisin sauce and some other spices probably with some really good pickled ginger and make yourself a nice hot uh, array so you know give it a thought Now, one thing I want to cover before I cover anything else is that when you're wildcrafting, don't just run around thinking you know what it is and grab something, dig it up, and shove it in your mouth. Please don't do that. You know, this keeps happening. This keeps every year we see something in the news about how someone thought they knew what this plant was. They dug it up. They ate it. And then next thing you know, there's a lot of slow singing and flower bringing because now someone's dead. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Did I ask you not to be that person? Don't be that person. All right, so what you need to do is take a field guide with you, number one. Number two, find someone who knows what they're looking at and has done this before to go with you. Number three, use your mouth, not for eating, but for asking and ask around to know if anyone else knows if there's horseradish that grows in that spot. If they're under 30 years old, more than likely if there's an older patch there, it's been there for their entire lives. It's not going anywhere if it's been there that long. It's not going anywhere. It really isn't. They might want to get a backhoe to fix that problem, but other than that, it's not going anywhere. So identify your food before you put it in your mouth because it might not be food. It might be a trip to the Grim Reaper dude. All right, next portion. Now I told you in the description of this podcast that we talk a lot about Detroit. So here comes another Detroit reference. My mom who raised me, um, because, you know, I have two. I have a mother and a mom. My mom who raised me used to work for this place called Seafair Foods. And now that the son owns it, it's called Ma Cohen's. And Ma Cohen's makes the best smoked fish. They really do. It's so good. Okay, that being said. And they also make really great pickled herring. However, what we're going to talk about in this episode that's germane to the topic is that they also make a condiment. And that condiment is a beet horseradish sauce that you can buy. 
It's a pickled horseradish sauce that has beets. And if you know like I know about beets, Detroit red beets are one of the most popular beets there is, you know, as far as, you know, seed type, as far as hardiness and as far as production in this area. So I'm guessing it might be Detroit red beets. I'll have to talk to them and find out. Hey, why don't you give a call to Phil at Ma Cohen's, M-A and then C-O-H-E-N, Ma Cohen's, and see what kind of beats they have. That's your assignment. No, they didn't pay me. No, they don't even know I have a podcast. This is not a commercial. This is because I just love them and I love their food. And it just happens to be one of those unusual combinations you might not see anywhere else. Matter of fact, I'm looking at my husband. Say hi, husband. That's my husband, Kyle. Um, and I'm going to ask him if he wouldn't mind trying some beet horseradish this week. It would be a nice little, you know, little treat for us to see if it'll taste good. I'll probably, if we do get it, I will post in the Shire how it turned out. So you'll know. Um, again, my flavor signature may not be yours. You know, what I like, you might not like, or you might love. Just a word to the rock, to the wise. My husband's heat tolerance is a lot higher than mine so you know your mileage will vary well i think that we have one more thing and that is to say goodbye i hope you enjoyed this scary story of an invasive garden rhizome condiment source the horseradish I hope you enjoyed it so much that you go out and try it. I hope you enjoyed it so much that you eat it. I hope you enjoyed it so much that you won't plant it in your enemy's garden as a as a prank. You know what I said. I said what I said and I meant it. You know, you could be a good neighbor and not do that, but if they've been, you know, running around stealing your apples and poking at your peaches and doing all kinds of horrible things... It's better to bless a person than to curse a person. So bless them with a gift that keeps on giving. Go over to their yard one night and as a gift when they turn over their garden soil before prepping, plant a really nice piece of horseradish really deeply. And that way you'll give them a gift that will be a nice hot reminder of neighborly relations. Okay, alright, that's that's be, me being naughty, but you get my point. I just want you to remember that horseradish doesn't go away. And I don't want you to plant something that you don't want to have for 30 years, or 40, or 50, or forever and ever. <laughs> so that being said, I really enjoyed this time with you today. I really enjoyed sharing this information with you, because I love talking to my friends, and we're friends, right? So... I will see you the next time on my Magical Cottage Core Life. Uh, you don't always have to listen to me on just one platform, too, because I'm on so many platforms, I don't know where you're listening. So maybe look for my, my uh, podcast on another site and see if you have a different experience. My understanding is that sometimes it sounds differently on different platforms. If that's true, let me know. All right. You have a great day, and don't forget to watch out for horseradish.